This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. What's up, everybody? It's Richie Post America Podcast, and we're back. Another episode. We got a good friend, Mike from Bushido Code. Back in the day, Choose Your Weapon, so many other bands. And uh, we're going to get an update with him because we haven't talked to him since they put out a, a new record and they got a tour coming up. What's up, Mike? What's up, everybody? What's up, Richie? So, Bushido got a new album. Right. And... and uh a tour coming up this December. Right, right. Yeah, we're going to do a short little run before the end of the year. With COVID and everything, we couldn't really get out there and, and uh, do anything for the to promote the record. So we wanted to just do something before the end of the year, just try to put together something to try to get out there and play these songs in front of people. Yeah, yeah, it's rough, uh, you know, because there's COVID stuff. But let's go back to the, to the record because we haven't talked to you since that came out. When did that come out? That came out, uh, God, like almost, I want to say five or six months ago, in September when it's when it came out. Okay. So, you yeah, got, yeah, you know, uh, well, September, uh, what, October, November, December. So, like a couple months. No, ago. even before, no way. No, it was before that, I think. I can't even remember the release date because it's been so insane. But yeah, it was around like, October, November, December. Uh, I don't know, man. September, I think. I want to say it was September, but I think it was before that. But, to be oh, honest so with you. At least a few months ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least a few months ago, came out. You guys, you got, uh, for the people that don't know, Bushido Code, very, uh, like, a highly metal-influenced style. Who would you comp say, you know, compare sound-wise uh, um, to Bushido? I mean, the influences, I think the influences were, like, early thrash bands. Like, uh, you know, Derek loves, like, bands like Death and old Metallica, like Creeping Death. Um, and, uh, you know, we got some, some elements of hardcore in there too. So I, I heard somebody say one time, uh, it kind of reminded them old, like Metallica, like creeping death style Metallica with a little bit of like, almost like buried alive sound to it or ringworm sound to it. So I, I love that, that anthology. I was like, man, that's dope. <laughs> we could sound like that would be great. Cause I love buried alive. So, um, but yeah, the early, uh, the early like thrash metal stuff is the blueprint that we put together and you know it's funny as you get older you realize how you know how much of a masterpiece those records were like ride the lightning and, and master of puppets and those records are just so good and i guess it's just instilled in our blood from listening to that stuff and we just wanted to do something that was as cool as that was or at least try to be as cool as that was i guess you know what i mean so yeah here we are you know <laughs> now you mentioned ride the lightning master puppets now these albums are from like 19 86 i think like around that time right and imagine when we were young bands that were kicking it like it went 86 96 2000 yeah yeah imagine when bands when we were young that the bands we listened to were doing stuff that sounded like music from 30 years ago i mean that's we crazy would, we wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole you know no saying? no so has anything changed or is this just 
music for an older generation now that we're playing. No, I think I think that I think that you take the roots of what you loved. I mean, same thing with those bands. If you think about those bands listening to, you know, Sabbath and, you know, I know that Sabbath is one of your favorite bands of all time, but you know, you like listen to Sabbath and you listen to like Zeppelin and that morphed into, you know, another thing. And then that thing morphed into another thing. And I think that you, yeah, but you got to remember like bands that were like influenced by Sabbath and, 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 and uh, Zeppelin, that was just like, maybe a decade at most before then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know right. what i'm saying right like you know that stuff was like the the oldest is like the early 70s and then you know then they existed that whole time and then you got bands in in the early 80s that kind of are influenced by them but this nowadays it's a different it's a different thing i mean we got bands that are coming out fresh brand new bands that sound like a 19 you know oh yeah definitely uh black flag agnostic front like it it sounds absolutely like even when i was listening to the new code even the code orange it sounds so like nine inch nailsy in some cases you know what i mean so it's like it's got all this uh you can't get rid of the roots of who you are like uh, i think that that is the foundation that all music's based on and as i get older i realize like those albums that I was mentioning, Ride the Lightning, the Master of Puppets, the, you know, the, those classic records, they were so perfect, written perfect and tracked perfectly. You know what I mean? That it was, uh, it was, it was, you know, just killer, you know, and, and those, those things were going to last the test of time. And I, you know, I think all we're trying to do is just write something that's similar to that. You know what I mean? Or at least try to, uh, copy it some way in the cool way you know what i mean the it's i i think that that you you, like you're right i think that the bands today aren't like the bands that they were yesterday but you can't uh you can't fake what you grew up on and it's always going to translate to what you're doing that makes any sense you know what i mean yeah you know so now you talk about metallica let's take the first four metallica albums right okay and let's put them in order, in your opinion, from your least favorite to your most favorite, only out of the first four. Four, okay. So I would say least favorite. Uh, it would be, and if I had to do them in order, I would say it would have to be probably kill them all. Then uh, would have to be and justice for all. Then ride the lightning. Then master puppets. Mm, see, I think Kill 'Em All is really fucking good, man. I love it, but it just didn't it didn't change my perspective of music like Ride uh-huh. like Master Puppets did. Those riffs on Kill 'Em All were just so they were and it were it almost like they they still had like it, it had like a, a even a more dirty punk feel, you know. Well, you know, I think that yeah, I I get you there, but I didn't have that punk background growing up. I came up in like a metal you know, like a metal area, you know, being from South Louisiana. So it was like, when I heard, uh, when I heard master and, and I heard like, it, cause it goes, you know, battery master puppets, welcome home. Sent, uh, I mean, uh, the thing that should not be, when I heard that song, I was like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Yeah, and then like, co- to, yeah, just that whole track listing, like, you know, even the, you know, the, the, 
the songs that you know, Damage Inc. and all the songs on that record just that's the hardest oh. Metallica song ever recorded. Damage yeah, Inc. we've talked about it a hundred times. You definitely agree with you. It is so heavy, man. I'll that agree with rips. you. I'll agree with you on Master of Puppets being the best, but uh, mm-hmm. I would put Kill 'Em All right before that. Really? Yeah, so you would go? What would you go? Like, I would probably would go do? Injustice for All. Um. Ride the lightning, kill them all, master of puppets. That's how I would do it. You would really put Injustice first, you think? That's oh, tough. I, I that, those four records are all really good. Records. They're all yeah. really good. Yeah, Injustice for it's all could have. You know, the production is kind of whacked out. It is know, whacked. That's really thin. It's a really and, thin yeah. production. And the songs could be a little shorter. Like you know, they could be a but, little. Yeah. What at that time? Yeah. Well, I yeah, definitely. But at that time, that's what was. You know, that's what everybody was doing at Listen, that time. At that time, yeah. whatever Metallica put out would be what everybody's doing. You know what I'm saying? So one hundred actually. Yeah, that, that everybody was everybody was waiting for injustice that that injustice for all album. That was like anticipation. Like people yeah, were real, waiting for that. Yeah, Artwork, everything was dope. It's a great album. Yeah. I'm just saying out of those four. Yo, when I was growing up, I was so poor, like broke, like growing up that that was the first record I stole out of a record store. <laughs> I stole that. Yeah, I stole that CD out of a CD store, bro. Straight Yo, up. The, the down there in the South, did they have them big ass plastic hooks? Oh, and yeah, those... dude. Shove that thing right down my pants, bro. Ran out the door. <laughs> What Straight was that up. shit? Was that just an anti-theft so, thing? Those- yeah, it was like an anti-theft thing, bro. And like, because you couldn't just throw a CD in your back pocket and walk out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's but so dude, crazy. They had them on cassettes to too to back then. Record. Yeah, I had to have that record. And I was like, uh, um, I had this like uh, little CD player. My brother had bought me like this old um, uh, Walkman and then that broke. And I got this like portable CD player, bro. And I lit that thing up, son. I had to have it. And those were back when the days when CDs were like 20 bucks. I know. You know what I mean? Even back then, that was a hell of a lot of money. You know what I mean? So it was like, uh, I remember that record came out where I was like out there in the mall that weekend, stealing the shit out of it. It was pretty CDs were expensive. And then early on, a lot of people didn't have CD players. No, 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 no. It was kind of like I had one homie that had a, uh, he was in early crutch. His name was Josh. He was like the first one to have a CD player. And it was incredible, but I mean, no right. cars were equipped with them. The disc man wasn't out there yet. So barely nah. anybody had CD players, but everybody wanted those CDs, but the cassettes even had those big plastic deals on them back. Right. Then. Right. And yeah. we would steal tapes because they were easier. But like, I remember the album came out. There was no tapes at this place. I was, I was only these CDs. I mm-hmm. just, I snatched one up. I feel like such a piece of shit, but whatever. Scumbag, I filthy <laughs> Louisiana scumbag. White yeah, trash. I was. I was, man. Straight. I was straight piece of shit back then. Bro. Yeah, I, I got the, y'all. I got the new and just fall, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I remember just opening the um the because I couldn't listen to it yet because I didn't have any batteries. And I just remember opening the uh, the cover and like just reading all of it, all the lyrics, you know, because it had that dope fold out. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, just reading all the thanks list, all the bands that they thanked. And I was like, oh, I got to check out that band. Oh, I got to check out that band. You know what I mean? Remember you used to do that? You used to like read the thanks list to check out who to check out, you know? And they, if I remember correctly, they like thanked a lot of really underground bands on that record. I remember seeing Pestilence's name first time on that. That band Pestilence. Yeah. I think it was on the thanks list. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was yeah, definitely was like, their best layout. Justice for all. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. I just remember seeing that. I don't know if it was that band or maybe it was Slayer record. I can't remember, but I just remember reading that and uh, and I seen that name. I was like, "Who's this band?" And I went check them out, and they were dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, cool. I, I would do that too. But with metal bands, it's like I go check it out, and then it would always be the vocals that would be like, "Ah, I can't." Listen yeah, to I you yeah definitely thrash metal was like how I started. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. like when I was listening to those records, I was like. That's all I ever heard. You know what I mean? So I just got so used. I loved, loved Anthrax, loved all those, all those bands. You know what I mean? So, there, and then I got into the death metal thing. So there was definitely some dope thrash. Another thing that bothered me with thrash was the drumming. It was always that. It sounds like a hardcore uh, beat, but just faster. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds like a, it's, it doesn't have that double up. That's like hardcore. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Severtura was known for that, that dick you know, that whole. They had, a better, they had better drums. Like the, the bands I liked, I felt like they had just more interesting drums, you know? Yeah, well, Igor, Igor was supposedly really into like punk rock and hard, like punk rock and hardcore. So, like, you know, that really kind of brought it in there because he listens to like a lot of misfits and stuff like that. Imagine your mom names you Igor. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> well, I guess that was a cool name in Brazil, bro. I don't. Yeah, I wonder if he ever changed his name or if that was his name. Wasn't that like, always Max like Doctor Frankenstein's right hand man? No, Igor. Yeah, yeah, like, Igor. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it was like Max Cavalier and Igor Cavalier. So I guess that's like how they they uh that I guess that was their name. But I mean, maybe it was a family name. Who knows? Brazil's <laughs> a weird place, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have another son called Igor Lede. Yeah, dude, that would be dope, actually. It'd be pretty cool. Be. No, it would. Okay, so. so we got we got Bushido Code out there. They're they're into the vein. You know, you abandoned hardcore. You guys we didn't abandon it, hardcore. You guys made it clear you're not a hardcore band. Derek wants to tell anybody who listens. <laughs> no, 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 we're not hardcore. We're not hardcore. Yeah, Derek but, definitely definitely says that. Real talk. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, just slap in the face. I think it's a slap in the face. But if that's it's not, part. man. Look, dude. The the truth is with Bushido, it's like uh, the, you know, it like. I think hardcore kids get into it because it does have that hardcore influence, but it's mainly a metal band. It's not a band you're going to, you know, pit dance to. And it's, it's only know, metal. Crazy. If you say it's metal, it's only hardcore. If you say it's hardcore. say it's hardcore. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you're, yeah. if you sound like Warzone and you say, we're not hardcore we're punk, then you're punk. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I guess you're right. I guess you it understand? is. So the, you guys yeah, chose this definition. You chose to leave the lifestyle. Yo, but truth, truth, True talk, though, because I was talking to Andy about this. Uh, Andy is our booking agent, Andy Rice. Thanks, Andy, for booking the tour. But um, I was talking to Andy about it. Like, you know, he's pitching this to promote and, you know, I ain't really seen us before. And they're like, wow, they don't look like a metal band. He's like, just listen to the record, man. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you get you get that. It's, dude, it's still, and that I think that pisses me off more than anything. And, you know, going back to those older bands, that's why I love, like, Suicidal Tendencies so much, because they didn't look like anybody. They were doing their own thing. You know what I mean? That West Coast Cholo look that they had. You know what I mean? Um, and they didn't fall into that uniform thing. And I think that's what I hated. When hardcore first started, that was that was the reason. You know, you had punk rock kids and you had hardcore kids and you had long hair kids and, you know, all this other stuff. When I first got into hardcore and uh, now it's like back to uniform again. Like if you're in a metal band, you got to look a certain way. If you're in a hardcore band, you got to look a certain way. You know, I hate that shit pisses me off yeah with metal it's definitely uh it's very you know surprisingly fashion orientated yeah 100 yeah 
you know in what I mean? Hardcore band, I you could look that. like, you know, like look at the varying hardcore bands and dudes, you know, it's it's not exactly a uniform. But for metal, right. yeah, it is. It, it is. Yeah, like if you look at those these newer metal bands, these newer thrash bands, and I mean, yo, if that's what you want to rock, you rock it. I don't I'm not hating, but it's like they went back to looking like, you know, you go to first nuclear assault record or first megadeth record and they all look like that. You know what I mean? Like the tight jeans, the high tops, the vests, the whole nine. You know what I mean? Which is cool. If that's if you're into that, like I, I ain't hating on anybody who's into that, but don't like look at a band and go, oh, they don't look like they're a cool band, so I'm not going to check them out. Or they look, they got too many tattoos, bro. We can't check them out. Or they're you know big guys, can't check them out. It's fucking crazy, crazy shit I've ever heard of. Get some wigs. That's all. Dude, wigs would be cool. Real talk. Hell yeah. Yo, why can't we just like rock some wigs? That'd be dope. You can't. Nobody's stopping you. I mean, look at you know, look what these bands. Dude, do. I. Dude, I have to dye my beard sometimes when my friends give me so much shit about it. I never do it anymore because I'm old and my right, beard what color is old. your beard. Oh, like gray? white, white. Go black. Like, oh, no. Go I look like a blue. demented Santa Claus. Go blue. Like a lot of metal dudes like blue hair. I noticed. Dude, that, that's a good idea. Dime, it worked for dye bag. Yeah, he had a blue one. He had like blue and then pink and then like green and all kinds of other shit. It's crazy. Talk about that's another great band, too. I know that people get them wrapped up with some racist bullshit, but they were a great band. You know what I mean? Yeah, they had like the, I had like the that wild, whole, vulgar display was pretty cool. Everything else yeah. that felt kind of goofy. I I've, I mean, I grew up in the south with that band, so I yeah. love them. You know what I mean? But you know, it's it got out, it got very monotonous after a while, you know. But those first couple records, those first three records, really. I mean, well, the real three records, not their first three records, because those were glam records, but like uh, Cowboys from Hell, Vulgar Display of Power and Far Beyond Driven are just masterpieces as far as metal records go. And he had some voice on him, that guy. Oh, dude. I mean, you got to give it to Phil. Like, I mean, the guy could. I, I remember practicing in my room because, you know, I couldn't play anything. I have no zero talent when it comes to playing music, but I could, you know, write good lyrics. So I remember sitting in my room and practicing those records and practicing those records and trying to get good at singing like that. Cause that guy had a range that was all over the place. Is he still, could he still sing like that? And that I heard somebody saw him on the, uh, on the, the, he did that whole tour where he did the full vulgar display record with uh, Phil and some of the illegals, or I don't know if that's the name of the band, but um, they did that whole tour and they, uh, my friend, you know, you know, John, John said he saw them and he said they were incredible. So, you know, he could still, he could still sing it. You know what I mean? As a guy who's like, what, 50, it's gotta be in his fifties now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I like when he just talks like, like he's just hello brother. Like he talks like a professional <laughs> wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that's how a lot of people in Louisiana speak, bro. Just real talk. Just now, so you know, he, he's from Louisiana. Anywhere yeah, near your spot. Metairie. No, he's from Metairie. He's from like New Orleans. So he's like, uh, I'm from an hour south of New Orleans. I'm from where the that band Acid Bath's from. Well, at least Sammy was from growing up. Sammy and Dax and all those guys. We were from uh, like the Bayou, but they called it Bayou. Did they have Voodoo down there while you were down there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, voodoo was a big part of it. Have you seen any cool, crazy Voodoo or no? I don't mess with none of that stuff, bro. I don't be messing with none of that stuff. Why not? I'm very superstitious, bro. I don't be, I don't be screwing with none of that stuff, bro. Do you eat okra? No, okra is gross. Like, I hate that too. Like, everybody, you know, you're from Louisiana, you're supposed to love okra. I can't stand fried okra and I can't stop, definitely cannot stand like okra in a gumbo or something, bro. It's like eating snot. It's, ugh, it's the worse. I'm a texture thing. 
What Textures kind of, are big what kind of Louisiana boy I don't like the okra now? Dude, I used to hear it all the time. That and beans. I don't know if you, ugh, I don't know beans. if you know my thing. Dude, I can't eat beans. Dude, stop. I, I can't even talk about beans. They freak me out. Like it's a texture thing. It's like, uh, are you like saying beans with an N beans. or beets? Beans, B E A N S, beans. Wow. Okay. Dude, freak me out, dude. Just talking about it freaks me out. Like if we go to a Mexican restaurant and dudes get, that refried shit on their plate, I freaked the fuck out. I can't stand it. <laughs> could, could you eat mashed potatoes? Uh, yeah, I can't. Only what's with the, what's the problem then? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just it freaks me out, bro. I don't know if it's a taste, texture, smell thing. I don't know what it is. Yo, my grandfather used to get so pissed off because you know, like red beans and rice and white beans and rice was like a big part of Louisiana, like food. And dude, he used to get so pissed off at me because I would never eat. I just, every time I put it in my mouth, I would gag throw up it's weird your grandfather your grandpapa my papa yeah papa. i was saying grandfather so you understand what i'm talking about but yes it was my papa yo how's my wheezyan accent though it's on point right yeah yeah it's horrible it's dog yeah, shit. Papa. oh no yeah, come on yeah, now that my straight, day hell it's, it's straight dog shit actually when i went <laughs> down to, to new orleans, <laughs> new orleans I, was, yes. I was using that accent the whole time i fit right in uh, I'm sure you didn't, but okay. Right, hey, if you think me. so, <laughs> you think so. You can tell your local boy now. Come on in here. <laughs> Why well, does it always come back to me being from Louisiana with you? Always. That's weird. It's like a freak show. It's like a thing, you know, like a. Putting it's a, a guy different behind. place. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. It's a different place, but it's uh, it's totally different. Actually, you go down there, it's like being on a different fucking planet, like a different continent altogether. You know what I mean? But yeah, wh- where I'm from, especially. Because people speak differently there, they got that accent and the whole nine. You know, yeah, so. the French French influence, right? Oh yeah, oh definitely, definitely. Okay, we don't even have counties; we have parishes. Dog. Yeah, so, I watched True Blood. Yeah, you know, okay, dude, you know that guy on True Blood that uh, the killer, the serial killer dude, that was like a Cajun guy. You remember that? I forget his name on the Wait, show. True Blood, the vampire show. Yeah, the True Blood, the TV show or the HBO show. There was a guy on there. That that was like ended up being like a serial. Oh yeah, killer. yeah, yeah. He yeah, he was he had the accent. Was that yeah? Real now that that is as close to a Cajun can't uh, accent as I've ever heard any actor do. Oh, mine's on that, point. That is mine's dead exactly on point. Like that. Yeah, no, it's not. But okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I remember that dude. How he was like a little darker kind of dude. Oh yeah, he was de- yeah yeah. He's yeah. been on a couple shows since <laughs> then, but yeah, he's good. Yeah, his accent was perfect. I was like, man, this, this dude's from the Bayou. Yeah. yeah. So have you ever been to Merlots or no? No, dude, that looked like a great place. Yeah, that would. I, I don't. Is it a real place? I don't know, but if it's if it is, I want to check it out. Yeah, I don't know if it's a real place. It's probably just some set somewhere. You know what I mean? True Blood was never, great. Then it got crazy. Got real. Yeah, crazy. I watched like the first season of it a long time ago, and then I got fucking totally off of it. I was like, yo, when the werewolves and elves and shit i was like this is crazy I yeah they have fairies know. like what the hell's a fairy, fairy going fuck? in yeah it's totally crazy Stick to the vampire you got a fairy come on <laughs> yeah i can get deep into tv shows though man i'm so addicted to so many shows right now it's like what's good uh, right now dude right now hands down yellowstone and uh, dude it's the best fucking show i've ever seen dude. i don't it's like so to glorify that country bullshit though i don't like dude it's like a modern western though but it's super fucking dope and i've been watching that uh that what is that show uh mayor of kingstown i just started watching that it's pretty yeah it's pretty dope it's like kind of reminds me of like uh remember that movie uh with uh slain in it and uh what was that town the town yeah kind of has that vibe to it 
You know what oh, I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it's like cops and prisons and shit, but it kind of has it's filmed kind of like that. It kind of has that vibe to it. Huh, so, I haven't I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, yeah. It's like just came out, just started. Same guy that does Yellowstone does that show. But it was, it was pretty dope. I've been checking that out and I can get deep into that shit, man. Get consumed by it. Like all the Marvel movies, because I'm such a fucking nerd. You know now, what I mean? So okay, so you like the fantasy shit. Lyrically, yeah. where does Bushido go code go? Does it go into like fantasy shit? Well, actually, or- that was the that was the whole idea of it. You know, the whole idea of it was to like, you know, from years and years of playing hardcore metal and stuff and, you know, just writing real lyrics, what we would call quote unquote real lyrics uh, based on real life and stuff like that. What I wanted to try to do on this was uh, use a little bit of fantasy to get the point across. You know what I mean? Like maybe tell a little bit more of a story, you know, like the I go back to listen to like bands that were really good lyrically besides like Metallica was like Testament and Iron Maiden, believe it or not, Iron Maiden had the greatest lyrics. Um, and their bass player wrote all the songs, which is crazy, but, um, they, they would write these stories like, but in the story, they would have like these real life kind of scenarios, you know, things that you couldn't, um, couldn't escape from cause you could relate to them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I took that idea when we started doing the whole, and we've talked about that before, but, you know, taking that whole Bushido Ronin samurai demon thing and kind of creating a character out of it and then telling that story. But by telling that story, you're telling, you know, your story or the world story or whatever, you know what I mean? So it it got, it was a little bit more fun lyrically to write because it was a little bit more inventive. And like, even with the new record that we're working on now, we're kind of, you know, coming up with these even crazier ideas of like uh, uh, diatribes on, on how to like, um, tell all these small stories to tell to, to like that people can like relate to, I guess, you know what I mean? So it's just a lot of fun. Now, what does, uh, forgive my ignorance, but what does Ronin even mean? What is that? It's, it's a masterless samurai. It's a samurai whose shogun is, uh, has no more shogun. So he's, he's, he has no, it's like, he has no, um, he has no master to serve, but the code in this case, um, Daishi, the d- character that we created, was uh, he's a masterless samurai. With the only only thing he has to live off of is is the Bushido, the code of the samurai. Which, if you go back and look at the uh, uh, when you research Ronin's or, or samurai and the Bushido, is very cut and dry, very aggressive look at their loyalty and 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 um, samurai's only existence was to try to achieve death, to to build up the honor, to have a good death. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, these, it, that, you know, cause people are like, oh, you know, we've definitely heard the stories that like, had kind of the vibe that people are thinking like we're trying to, you know, um, rip the Japanese culture off by doing this or something like that, appropriating culture. And it's like, dude, this is respect. It's a great story. It's a great, um, it's, it, it's such a cool, like lifestyle these people lived, which would never make sense in a real world today. But imagine if you did throw this, Un, unwavering loyalty this unwavering reality into the mix of the world today gotta be like throwing a bowling ball through a china shop it would just be chaos is you know that what I mean? cool though like you're living your whole life to have a cool death like what what'd you say well, i think i think it's about more self-reflection it's like more about i lived the life that i lived by honor and respect and you know what i'm saying it was like they were warriors it was a warrior culture you know what I'm saying? It was like that was their whole purpose to serve, to serve yeah. 
this that, that's this the part thing. I don't like the way it sounds. As soon as you put the serve in there, I'm like, serve, get the fuck out of here. Well, serve, you, you're really serving yourself if you think about it. You, yeah, you're serving the code, right? You're serving, you're living your life based on a set of rules, right? Yeah, but who made but the rules? Really, if I made the rules, then I'm, I'm happy about it. Yeah. I got to see them up somebody else's rules. <laughs> but yo, yo, it's harder when you live off, when you don't, I think in my, in, in my view of it, it's, it's even harder to, to live a life that goes against what you might want sometimes. Like it's hard to, to like put your wants to the side for the, the greater good. That's probably 95% what's wrong with the world today is that everybody can't look past our own hands. You know what I mean? Have you ever seen Star Trek, the wrath of Khan? Yes. Actually, which one, the new one or the old? No, it's, it's a movie with the original cast called the wrath of Khan. Right. And then they made a remake of it with the new Star Trek shit. Not that particular movie, but yeah, there's been plenty of remakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the no, Wrath I, don't, of Khan, I remember it vaguely in, as a kid. In that movie, Spock dies. In that movie, that's his last movie. And yeah, he dies in the uh, in the gen- uh, the nuclear chamber or whatever, right? And he says, "The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one." Right. Yeah. That's okay, a, I'll go with Spock. Okay, Spock is there. Yeah, yeah if, if it makes you feel better to do it by Spock, you go right ahead, bro. You Vulcan. You go Shit. right ahead. Out of danger. That's what he said. To <laughs> then, so, dude, I didn't know you were a tracking nerd, bro. That's awesome. And then when Captain Kirk gave the eulogy, he said, out of all the souls I've encountered in my travels, this was the most <laughs> human. The ah. fact that you know this by line line by line is insane to me bro i already told everybody you're tracking bro Horace gump and rocky balboa the three greatest characters in film history why is it that when forrest gump's on tv you have to watch it that and the green mile every time the green mile and that any tom hanks movie really but especially forrest gump if it's on i have to watch it i have to stop what i'm doing and watch it Green Mile's pretty good, but I wouldn't put it up there. I love that movie. I would like to see a flicker film, boss. Remember that, <laughs> I was like, as big as you are, why are you acting like a bitch? Toughen up, motherfucker, as big as you are. Yo, he was huge in that movie. Yo, he had to stand on a box, but he's still big as fuck, man, in that yeah. movie, dude. He's so dude huge. Died. He died out. Yeah, a heart attack. Sucks, man. See, that's, that's what crazy. that working out shit does. <laughs> that's why I avoid that working out shit. Yeah, dude. I see. That's my new excuse. I'm just gonna be fat, bro. Look at Bruce Lee. Oh no, wait, not Bruce Lee. Yeah, Bruce Lee looked great, dude. What are you talking about? Who fucking? How did Steven Seagal? How did Bruce Lee die? He had a heart attack, right? Dude, Bruce Lee died because he had a curse. He had a family curse, bro. Fuck off. That was a family curse. Nah, he was at all. He worked out too much. <laughs> Donald Trump's laid it out perfectly. Yo, didn't he die? Yeah. Honestly, didn't, didn't he? Donald Trump, shut the fuck up. He, didn't said, he, uh, he said you got battery power. If you waste your battery power working out, you're going to die young. Okay. Um, didn't Bruce Lee die from a Tylenol or something, though? Honestly, didn't he like die from taking a pill or something like a Tylenol or, or some shit like that? I don't remember the story, but. Well, I really have no idea. I thought it was. Yeah, I heard it was something like that. Yeah, I heard, but it was like he took like uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. That's what I remember hearing. But I'd like to see a flick of film, ball. <laughs> a flick of film. <laughs> Yo, uh, remember? Have you ever seen uh, uh, what's it called, Sling Blade? Yeah. Oh God, that, I love that movie. That we don't need says, to practice, Randy. That part. Fuck. <laughs> no, I like, I like when he says, "I like me one of them French fried potatoes." 
<laughs> that sounded like a New Orleans guy when he said that shit. Uh, no, that's just, I, I'm pretty sure it was filmed oh in like Georgia or something. <laughs> so you live in North Carolina now. What is the true yeah. Southerner, the, the Louisiana or the Carolina Indian? I mean, I think uh, Southern, like, uh, I think true Southerners are like in, just in the heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Let's but, face it. North Carolina is like pop country. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely like pop country. Like Louisiana, yeah, like, like real country. Yeah. Well, like when I grew up, where I grew up, when I grew up in Louisiana, yeah, it was it made this place look like a Opry land. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, at the same time, when I was growing up on the bayous, like working on troll boats when I was a kid and stuff, these guys in North Carolina were working in tobacco fields and stuff. You know what I mean? So it was like uh two different, I guess two different uh, Yeah, but Carolina turned into big money now. They're buying their cowboy hats at the mall and stuff. <laughs> You know I never I mean? wore a cowboy hat my entire life, dude. Oh, you, oh, you ain't gone country then. You don't know true country. Oh, I mean, that's country and southern is two totally different things, man. Who's the you best know, country being, singer? Who? Who's the best country singer? Dude, I don't listen to country at all. If I had to get, it would be Johnny Cash. It's the only country singer I like. Wheeler Walker Jr. Wheeler Walker Jr. Go check him out. I, I will. I'll and check anybody out. listening, check out Wheeler Walker Jr. and a song called Redneck Shit. Redneck Shit. <laughs> and it's so true to form of the Southerners' true like characteristics. It's a, such a great song and very uh, insightful into Southern culture. Check it out. Yo, my Wheeler son Walker listens Jr. to Mad Country. I never like country music, bro. Nah, Not really. I mean, I, I like a song here, here and there or whatever, you know, but... Because I love blues music, so the bluesier country songs I like, you know what I mean? But I'm infatuated with blues music. I love blues music, but um, like country, I can't stand it. The country is so bad. And it's like these country singers now that got like bangs and shit, sleeveless shirts and like. Oh, yeah. And they're playing like they're trying to play rock and roll. I know. Much. It's basically and, and 80s pop is now. It is. It country. really is. That music and and that old trance music shit, I can't stand that. <laughs> that oh my god, oh yeah, that shit's garbage. Fuck worst. everybody. Yeah, <laughs> if you like that music, you're uh, cool, but I don't like it. Sorry. No, fuck you know that. I mean? you stupid yeah, fuck you, idiots. Yeah. See, I like this podcast, bro. I get it. This is voted the number one podcast in Uganda. <laughs> That's right. Cool. Uh, they back in Uganda though they subtitled with the with the click language. Hey, people love it. Uh, I hear you, bro. I mean, sometimes you just gotta fucking sell it. You know what I mean? No, gotta doubt. do it. <laughs> but and so let's crazy. get back. Let's get back to the code, baby. Bushido code. And we got well, some perspective actually, on the music, right. on the, uh, the 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 lyrical kind of uh, influences. The vibe behind the name and, and, and the songs, the titles, the artwork. And then now we have a tour coming up. Right. Can we, can we talk about the tour? Yes. Let's please talk about the tour. Well, first of all, let me say this, though. And uh, I'm just going to a little, little bit of a plug here for a second. Begin. But uh, we are almost at 100,000 streams. I just We just talked to the label. We're 25,000 short of 100,000 streams for this record. So I'm hoping. I got my fingers cross and if anybody's listening man just just stream it man just stream it because we could get to a hundred thousand before the end of the year i'll be so pumped hey listen so baby you're on, you're on post america podcast those streams you're gonna get streams you're gonna get rivers you're gonna get lakes dude that's waterfalls, what I want lakes. all of that lakes. shit baby 
Links. No, okay. So everybody so anyway. go down there, punch up, type up Bushido Code on Spotify, on iTunes, on your cho- chosen platforms, and yes, check sir. it out. Go for a listening party, drive around, take a long, a long drive, and listen to the shit. Examine it, and then and you then come see them live at where and when. Okay, so we're going to be leaving uh, December. Well, we were supposed to start December eighth. We're still uh, a little little situation on that Buffalo show. We were supposed to start in Buffalo, but uh, somebody booked a really, really big band right down the street from us. So I don't know if we're going to be able to pull that one. I off, know people in Buffalo who's booked. Uh, Buried Alive. Oh, I already asked him. He said he can't do nothing. Thanks for nothing, Vogel. Yeah, thanks, Vogel. <laughs> Whatever, dude. But actually, uh, I heard that that's going to be a pretty cool, you know, show. And I, you know, Andy's working on some stuff, but I don't think it's going to happen. So, anyways, we're going to move on from there. We're going to uh, from there to uh, Brooklyn. We're going to be at the Kingsland in Brooklyn. On uh, let me pull up these dates and make sure I don't mess anything up. But we're going to be in Kingsland on the uh, the tenth. Let me just tell you yes. one thing about Brooklyn. When you're What's in Brooklyn, that? you best watch your back. Okay, what's next? <laughs> and then we got uh after that we got Reading PA at the Winter Jam, brah. Oh, I'm gonna see you there. I'll see you there. Yes, we are playing together, sir. Cool, cool, cool. We're gonna play way before you rock stars show up, but it'll still be cool. I'll just be uh in the air in the helicopter on the way to the show while you guys yeah. are just breaking down. Yeah, so. when we're, we're breaking down and when we're done, I might see you later, you know, if you allow me in your dressing room. We're and playing. Cool. We're only playing in in place of Youth of Today because they backed out. Oh, youth of the Day show. Youth of the Day. Then we added. They, so I do get a Sea Bear alive though because they got added to that show. Yeah. Yes. So cool, Scott. But yeah, you love Buried Alive, huh? I do. I love that fucking band so much. More than and I've never though? seen. Them. Come on, I've never seen. Yo, we've gotten to this before. Yes, honestly, I love them more than Terror. Yes, Get out of your that's fucking a fact. Mind. I do. I do, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I one hundred percent love that band. Okay, all right. I just, I it think is, they're sick. And, and then after that, we go to uh, Albany, New York, at the uh, Empire in Albany. And then we go from there, we go to Chicago to the Cobra Lounge on the 16th. So we have a couple of days off. They have good food at uh, the Cobra Lounge. Yeah. Huh? Cobra Lounge has good food. Oh, does it really? Yeah. Good, good like bar food. And then oh, you're not tight. too far from Pequod's if you want to try Chicago's best Chicago style pizza. Really, the only good ones I've have encountered so far, try Pequod's. But Chicago is always a fun city. Everybody in Chicago go out. Who else? What else you got? Okay, we got uh, Chicago. We got uh, Indianapolis at the Black Circle. We got Cincinnati at Legends. Detroit the Sanctuary. And that is the Bloodline Calligraphy reunion show. So that'd be pretty cool. And then uh, we got uh, the last day of the tours at Pittsburgh, PA at uh, Preserving Underground with uh, Age of Ruin and Steel Nation. And, and uh, who else is on that? Uh, can't remember all the bands that are on it right this second, but pretty excited about that one. I heard that Pittsburgh venue is really cool. Oh, dude, everybody's blown. I haven't had a chance to go do it yet, but I've heard everybody's like, dude, that's one of the dopest venues out there. That's dope. And where'd you say you're playing in, in uh, Indiana? Oh, in Indianapolis, we're playing, um, I think we're playing uh, the Black Circle. Oh, okay. We played there years ago when it was called the Colored Circle back then, but I right. know what you're talking about. And I think the Cincy show got moved uh, from. Are you? <laughs> I don't know if you were being serious. Are you being serious or not? No, nah, that's a joke. Get it colored black uh, years ago when they said 
color instead of black. Whatever. You didn't even get the <laughs> joke. Jesus Christ. What's wrong with you, man? Anyways. And then I think the, uh, the Cincy show got moved uh, uh, to the yacht club or something like that. So oh, it's like class. a fest. Yeah. We're going to get uh, some shrimp on the Barbie or something like that. Nice. You should show them how to season it up. Cajun style. Yeah. I could cook some shrimp, bro. Real talk. Like Forrest Gump style. Yeah. Um, that's I mean, Bubba. Bubba Gump. That's yeah. Bubba. It was, uh, he wasn't a Gump, but it was just Bubba. Bubba Gump. I, I got it. That's great. You guys should have fun, man. That's gonna be. A <laughs> yeah, it'll be. Fun. It'll be cool, man. Like we, uh, you know, um, I know. Like Andy wanted us to to try to kind of go out there on our own, and you know, I was a little bit weary about it at first, but we're gonna, you know, just gonna go out there and and do our best and kind of see see where people are with us and have some fun, man. We need to. We need it as a band too, because we live so far apart that. It gets us a chance to to reconnect too, you know. Yeah, definitely. I give you yeah. props. I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, "Fuck, I ain't going out there alone." <laughs> With just <laughs> my band, these guys aggravate me. They're boring. Yeah. Except for yeah, well. Lucas, Lucas, fun from the time he starts drinking to the time he's almost completely drunk and then he's horrible. So. You Dude, have a Luke, good time with Luke, Luke for like best, 38 bro. minutes. You have a good period of fun with him, and then it's out of hand. Otherwise. Dude, Boring. Luke and me, Luke and me, we have our whole collage of selfies set up. We've been doing it for years. I don't know if you know about this, but we uh, every time you guys play, remember that time you guys played in in uh, in Baltimore, and then we were there, and he broke his foot. Yeah, he broke his foot the he, night before. Yeah, at a Guido War, and I and I had to hold his drum, kick drum, and I was throwing water on him the whole time. It was like freezing outside. Oh, <laughs> it was a I love that guy so much. He's proud of Luke, though. He played with a yeah, dude. Player. He played that yo, and he played like he always plays. He didn't even like back off, and like he's screaming behind the drum set the whole time. You know nice. what was that place? It's a legendary place, but it's super small. What was that place? Uh, uh, oh, uh, sidebar. Uh, yeah, the sidebar. And outdoor I remember like, or indoor? No, it was outdoor. Okay, I was indoor downstairs. Park. Okay, that's downstairs. inside. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then it was like, I remember it was us and you guys and some other guys. And then Tad and, and like JR and all those guys were there. It was like all this old school Baltimore hardcore was there. It was a really cool night. I just remember that being just a really cool night. I haven't played down there so long, man. Dude, I used to play like, I remember playing the first time I ever played Baltimore, we played in the Brass Monkey and I saw Tad and and some other guys just beat the hell out of a Nazi, dude. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> nuts. Wild West back in those days, bro. You can't do that shit no more. You can. It's just you don't see Nazis that show. Yeah, you don't. Not anymore. Well, you see people that they call Nazis, boys. but they're just like regular yeah. people. <laughs> exactly. He's a Nazi. He has a Trump banner in his yard. Ah, well, yeah, oh, he's yeah. a Nazi, though. Come on. Chill out. Come on there. now. Yeah, come on. Eat. I mean, I know a guy a with a swastika here, on his head, tattooed uh, in, yeah, now that's in his Nazi. eyes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a Nazi. I remember this one time we were in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and it was like me and uh, our, our friend Eddie Chopsticks and, and, and Chew and stuff. And we're down there for bike week or something. And there's this guy in the bar. And I have never seen a human being with so many swastikas tattooed on him in my life. Right? This guy's got him covered from head to toe. And he's just like dancing around dancing around and and like you know we're just like yo we got to get out of here it's going to be a bad situation if we don't leave so we're about to leave and this guy walks up and he goes to shake my hand i'm like i'm not shaking your hand and uh but he's this guy's dancing to rage against the machine you know what i mean and i was like you you're aware this is it's like two black guys in this band right like you know <laughs> yeah. it makes no sense to me and then it was like a little bit of a you know situation so we left but anyways it's just like you know it's amazing that they need these people sometimes man 
Yeah, we Hate played in no Europe reason. once, and there was these, this dude at the show, and he was covered, I mean, with swastikas, right? <laughs> All different styles and designs, his belt buckle, his pierce, his, like, big gauge or whatever you call those things that they, these weirdos stretch their ears out with. Sorry, everybody oh. out there. But their gauge <laughs> is like a swastika, like, everything. So we're like, what the fuck is up with this guy? Like, and it's before the show. And he comes up to the show. He's like, hey, man, what, what, what time you guys are playing? And Joe's like, yo, get the fuck out of here. And the guy's like, what? Are you serious? And Joe's like, yeah, what the fuck is with all this shit? He's like, no, no, my, this is my attempt to straighten out and bring back the true meaning of the swastika. <laughs> like, this guy <laughs> made his life, his life's mission is to, like, show that the swastika used, used to mean something else back well, to yeah. the Hindus or something. But who oh, yeah, cares? Dude. You yeah, lost dude. that battle. It's over. It's over, dude. Yeah, I remember this one time this this tattoo artist drew up like this Indian headdress. And I guess that that was a symbol they used to yeah. they used to put on like Indians. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing with this? And he's like, Well, you know, it means like peace and prosperity. I was like, not anymore, it doesn't. It might have meant that then, but it don't mean that now. You know so, yeah, dude. You lost that battle. Like they took over that. And unfortunately, the skinheads, I mean, if an average person sees a skinhead, he's gonna think. Racism. Yeah, he's gonna think hate, and you they, know, and they won the media and political battle to own the, those sort of garments, and you know, it is what it is. Inside yeah, it, the scene, we get it, but outside, yeah, it. that's the, that's the deal. Like, I remember, I remember when I first got into like the hardcore scene, it took me a little bit to understand it. You know what I mean? And or I'm talking when I was like super young, but to understand the difference between a sharp skin and like you know, uh, you know, white power dude or whatever. But once you figure it out, you're like, okay, there's clear lines, clear differences. You know what I mean? But as an outsider, you're looking in, they all look the same. You know what I mean? Totally, totally. But like you know, so. being from down south, like how long were you uh, white power before you changed over? Uh, never. Mom, yo, I used to, this is a true story. This is a true story, though. Check this out. My mom, my mom, and now this is south, south Louisiana. Okay. So my mom was married to a black guy. You know what I mean? And I lived in like the ghetto, but I was like a white long haired metal kid that rode skateboards living in the ghetto. Literally got my ass kicked every day, like <laughs> every day, like until, until I still, you know, so I fought back and then we eventually became cool. And, you know, it was like, it was just, it was cool. You know what I mean? After a while, but you got to earn your keep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I was, I was just, uh, you know, I was hated on just as much as, as, I mean, not as much as them, of course, but you know what I mean? Like it was just, I was just white trash dog. You know what I mean? Growing up homeless now, kid. Can we use that old metalhead photo of yours for this? No, ad? you cannot. Oh, Yo, Fowler just posted a new one. Did you see that last one? <laughs> no, I didn't see it. Yeah, it's on his uh, dude. People line. would love this. Is like this proves your legitimacy to metal. I was the this ugliest like, metal kid ever. Well, it's not like you became handsome or something. You're still this. Dude, you got, I'm you know, gorgeous. What are you talking you're, about? You're like a guy with without <laughs> long hair now that looks the same. Come on, <laughs> look, that old. long hair that gave you like legitimacy. We could prove to the world. Look, I was metal before y'all even thought about that. Dude, I was looking at a picture the other day of like when I was with my first band, and I think it was like 19. Like I want to say it was like 93, 94, 92, mm -hmm. something like that. And it was like, we were in a death metal band. You know what I mean? When I was 16 years old, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you look back at it now and it's a, here I am 45 and still trying to play music. And like, my friend called me up the other day and goes, man, it's over. You know that, right? Like, <laughs> so, 
or is it why are you still doing this, bro? But we do it because we love it, man. I can't stop. I don't. A, I was a creator talk- must create. People yeah, exactly. that don't understand that they are creators. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like oh, you, you know, when I tell people at work, oh, I'm going out on tour, I'm going to be on vacation. They're like, oh, is you know, you guys got a boss, a plane? I'm like, no. <laughs> No. Listen, if you were at the same age you are now and mm-hmm. you got, you've had a real job for years and years, you're going to retire yeah. on this job. You're, yeah. you're set and you have a homeowner. You got a family. Now, let's yeah. say your, your love and passion was golf, not right. hardcore music, not right. metal music, just golf. And you said, right. yeah, uh, me and some of my other golf buddies, we're going to go and we're going to hit some different uh, golf greens across the country for like a little bit. And, They'd be like, oh, wow, that's really cool, man. Cool. That's exactly. They would be no judgment, this and that. These people right. are losers. Shut your mouth. Do your nothing all day. Your, your same routine that drives you nuts until you had every prescription available to you to help you with your misery. All right. Yeah. This is how people that want to live live. All you right? know, dude, I, I got to be honest with you. The people I work with are like losers. Like, no, they're, they're, they're oh, really, my bad. Sorry for they're really, <laughs> sorry. No, they're really cool and supportive about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't get it, but they're like, man, that's cool. You know? Cause I was like talking to a guy. He's like, oh man, you guys are going to go out and make some money. I was like, not really. No. And he's like, well, like, you know, what do you guys get paid tonight? I was like, ah, like 200. Already, this guy's actually too much fucking questions. Right, right. He's like, mind your business, bro. Yo, this is the funniest thing. He's like, uh, it's like, you know, maybe like 200 is our guarantee or something like that. He's like, oh, is that per person? I was like, no, 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 that's the entire band. <laughs> you know? But you think about when you say it out loud, it's kind of funny. But for us, it's just that's just part of what it is. You know, you sell t-shirts and you do what you got to do and whatever. But you know, yeah, we don't whole, go on the, the whole road. experience is like uh, it's like yeah, a game, you know, yeah, it's like yo, it's just a matter. It's the funnest part is how we're gonna get from point A to point B and not be completely broke. Yeah, that's that's the idea. And I mean, dude, we've been doing it for so long. I don't really know how to do it any other way. Like we were uh, privately, me and Richie were talking me and you were talking the other day about like tour buses versus, you know, God, I used to think for the longest time, like, Oh, if I ever did a tour in a tour bus, if I was in a bus, I have officially made it. That was it. That would be like, Oh my God, that would be the, 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 the deal. And then after talking to you the other day, you totally ruined it for me. I was like, all right, great. Well, and I'm not <laughs> going to do that. Cause like you were saying, it was like, yo, it's so expensive to, to like, you know, to do a tour like that. You know what I mean? It costs yeah. so much money. I mean, a bus that, is the way to go if you want comfort yeah. and, and, and yeah. easiness, but you pay for it. Yeah, it's like, what you would just say is like $700 to $1,100 a night, something like that. It could be. If you got you know, a cheap ass bus, you'd be paying $700 a day plus all the other expenses, the guys, the guys' food. You know, you, it, it's, yeah. it's all different options, but you see how hardcore bands package up and you could fit three of those bands on one bus and everybody splits it and the headliner who's getting the bulk of the money probably will contribute the most to the trip or yeah, some yeah. bands some bands just play for a spot on the bus and go for merch which is kind of cool because you have then you have no expenses no hotels to worry about you don't worry about food you're eating yeah, catering but, and you're on the bus and then you make money off the merch it depends what but, level you are you know right but don't you when you go to those bigger venues like the house of bluesy style venue don't they get a percentage of your merch when you do those uh, overseas i don't ever remember dealing with anybody taking any percentage that i could remember but uh over here i remember i remember a long time ago that kind of started happening but once it seems like the rules change once a hardcore band comes to the venue kind of because we don't cooperate really you know what i mean yeah no it's we like, definitely yeah. do not that's for sure we'll rock uh, festivals i think try to take a percentage when you play those big festivals 
but they're selling the shit for double what you'd normally sell it for. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I took my wife to see uh, that Day to Remember um, show, and took my daughter to her first concert ever because she loves that band Alexandria, and their shirts were like up there. I was like, dang, gone. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean. That's I guess because they had people selling their stuff. You know, they were just doing their thing, and at the end of the night, they collect their money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I have, it, they, when they, when uh. When you hit the festivals over there, I'm pretty sure they take a percentage, but you right. know they also sell it for whatever they sell it for. And right. you don't, you don't, you kind of don't sell a ton at those things anyway. There's like you know three hundred really, millions over yeah, the yeah, weekend. It's, it's, right. it's like you're hoping for a big guarantee at a, at a festival, and that's kind of the deal. And at the club shows, you're hoping to draw people and sell a lot of shit and sell a lot of merch. Yeah, yeah. But you guys, are, you know, you're going to be hitting the road soon. Everybody's going to go out party. These guys love to buy drinks for the for the listeners. So yeah, none of us. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. We, sure, yeah, we do. Yeah, none of you guys drink. You want a water? No. Uh, well, I think Sean and like Rocco drink a little bit. Oh but my god, it's going to be the boringest tour ever. Dude, we're going to be the coolest tour ever, bro. Dude, it's boring. You need at least one drunk, crazy person at least. I got, uh, yeah, you're right. We, it's gonna be pretty boring. Maybe uh, Fowler could it, go yeah. with you on or something. Oh God, I would. Oh, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. Uh, yeah, no, be fun at no. least. Oh, it's gonna be fun. You know, watching him throw his belly on the counter, stuff like that. It's always a good time. You know what I mean? That happened hey. in a subway in New Jersey, by the way. He threw his belly funny. on the counter. Yeah, dude, he walked right in and just picked his belly up through the counters. <laughs> It's yeah. the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen, dog. Like, uh, during COVID, you have to close the whole place down and decontaminate. I know, yeah, there's, yeah, it's, the place is. Uh, no, Fowler's like, man, I love that guy so much, but we fight like a married couple if we're alone together too. Why long, is it so. that you guys fight so much? Why is that? Because he's a, he's an asshole, man. Like the truth of the matter, he knows every dark secret I have and tries to bring it out in the public all the time, especially with you. But why are you like not embracing these great pictures and great stories? Because, dude, like Embrace. that was a lifetime ago, and you guys love to make fun of it. That's, you know what I mean? Like, if but you were being listen, serious, but you're, where's, you're where's never Fowler being from? serious. Where's, where's Fowler from? Fowler from New Bern, North Carolina. That's where he was <laughs> well, born? He's from, no, he's from New Jersey, okay, originally. See, that's the difference. If you're born in New Jersey, then you're born into a culture of breaking balls and teasing <laughs> your friends, the people you care about. We There's a lot of truth them. in that. There's like, total truth. You bust their balls. You and then you go somewhere else and, and you're like, oh, I like this guy. And then you break his balls and he's like, oh, why did you like me? And you're like, oh, man. I never think that about Fowler, man. Like that guy's one of my best friends of all time. Uh, it's uh, uh, if you're friends with us, you know how uh, how interesting our friendship is. But uh, the guy, I love him to death. He's one of my favorite people on the whole planet, but he's a dickhead. Let's be real. But I'm just saying his teasing you is a sign of affection. If you if you say so. If you say so. So you're, you're saying that you're teasing me as a sign of affection as well? No, not that case, but his case. Oh, okay, in this case. Okay. So my case is that you just generally don't like me. Well, is that we, what it is? And also another um, another trait from this region is to never expose yourself like that. You always have to maintain bottled up, you know. Uh, <laughs> you got to keep it all inside. Yeah. Yeah. To you. Explode. Got it. Check, Roger. All right, listen, but, we, got a, we got a good history lesson here. We got a good... Uh, explanation the band the influences the sound the artwork and some great news on a upcoming tour and the yes. date i get to see you guys and uh get to see you in general and uh one of my favorite guitar players derek verici is the man. december december 11th at keystone jam 
and uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, and definitely um, also, like, I don't know if uh, i give, give Kyle a little shout out too. Kyle's been killing it on the whole, uh, his web channel there, doing all the gear stuff. He's been Kyle, killing Kyle's it Kyle's your other guitar player, please. Kyle Bull, yes. Kyle Bull is our guitar player from Erie, PA, and he was in uh, a couple of really great bands, X Represent X and a few others. And he has a YouTube channel, uh, Kyle Bull on YouTube, uh, where he, he goes uh, through gear. And guitar gear and guitars and pedals and he's a he's a, a very good at that stuff man he knows his he knows his stuff when it comes always, to that he always has a lot of stuff for sale too dude he has the biggest dude i've never seen so many gibson guitars in one place in my life that's great it's crazy but he's got a lot of cool stuff and you know he's out there killing it you know what i mean super proud of that guy and then Derek, you know, Derek's just always hard to even get that guy on the phone. He's going a million miles per hour all the time, but tattooing. Listen, and Derek right. doesn't go a million miles an hour, and you still can't get him on the phone. All right. Yeah. No, yeah. guy's like a turtle that just doesn't answer the phone. Dude, yo, Derek is, he's for sure. And I love you, Derek. You're listening to this. My bad, bro. But that dude's got the worst case of ADD I've ever seen in my life, dude. <laughs> worst case. You, when you told me this story about him going to get the merch for you that one time when you guys are in Europe, yeah. that's that's it 100% right there, dude. Yeah. That guy yeah. sees something and he's Maybe gone. that was some jet lag, maybe. But uh, yeah, I doubt it. That's how that dude is. I love you, what Derek. Guy, what a guy. You see Great me. guy. Don't beat me up. I love you, man. All of Bushido call. Good people. Good men. <laughs> doing their thing great release so Thank how you. could people how could people hear this release how could they purchase this release they can purchase it through upstate records or they could purchase it through um, sp um itunes you can download it that way or apple uh, amazon music or any streaming platform we are available on all of them great man all right, homie, Thank anything you, so you want to add or what? Uh, nothing, man. I just appreciate everybody's support. Um, you know, I want to give a big shout out to Joe Harcourt for always believing in us and backing us up. And and you guys, Rich, and uh, everybody out there who's bought and listened to the record and uh, backed us up. We love you, man. Thank you so much. And, y'all, and a message to Andy Rice. The next tour these guys do, you put them with somebody. Direct support slot. Make yeah, it easy like for them. Metallica would be great. Call those guys up. Yeah, call them. They'll take us. They'll take us. All right, homie. I'm going to let you go right, do man. your thing. All right, man. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it, man. Respect. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it. Post America Podcast will always be there for you. Don't forget that. Tune in next time for more fun with the boys. Until then... Get your fucking ass out of here before I give you a smack, motherfucker! Who the fuck you think you in? This is Post America! You ain't shit, motherfucker!